Bible Treasures Topic 17 Leadership Welcome to the Sound Doctrine Telecast. Praise God for all the corrective teaching we received through this series of talks. During the last two weeks, we are considering the subject of leadership. Here is a beautiful definition for a leader. A leader is one who knows where he goes. And he also knows how to take people there. In this sense, every Christian is a leader. Peter, the leader of the early church, he emphasized this truth twice in his epistle. Turn with us to 1 Peter 2nd chapter. Look at the fifth words. There he says we are priests unto God. And when you come to the ninth words, there he says we are kings and priests unto God. Therefore, beloved, these lessons are not just for the top level leadership. These are for all active Christians. And our topic is how not to lead. So far, we have studied two lessons. Lesson number one, do not lust for leadership. Lesson number two, do not rely on your skill. Today, we'll move on to lesson number three. How not to lead. Do not exploit people. Do not exploit people. One of the earliest complaints of God against the shepherds of Israel is stated in Ezekiel 34th chapter. We will read verses 2 and 3. Son of man, prophesy against the shepherds of Israel, prophesy and say to them, Thus says the Lord God to the shepherds, Woe to the shepherds of Israel who feed themselves, should not the shepherds feed the flock. You eat the fat and clothe yourselves with the wool, you slaughter the fatlings, but you do not feed the flock. Instead of feeding the sheep, they were feeding on the sheep. Beloved, that's the lesson that comes to us today. Do not exploit people. Leaders are not simply to extract from people. They should empower them. They should enable them. They should equip them. And they should energize them. This is how Jesus set the model for leadership. Turn with us to that famous uh, shepherd chapter, even the 10th chapter of John's Gospel. And we look at verse 11. Verse that is so familiar to all of us. Jesus said, I am the good shepherd. And what is the mark of a good shepherd? The good shepherd gives his life for the sheep. 
What is the meaning of that word life in this passage? The shepherd is ready to sacrifice anything to bless the sheep. There are so many good as well as bad examples of people concerning shepherding God's people or leading the people in the Bible. We can learn so much from these examples. We'll begin with Moses. By any standard, Moses was a great leader. This is what God told Moses. Look at the 10th words of the 32nd chapter. God says, Now therefore let me alone that my wrath may burn hot against the people and I may consume them. I will make of you a great nation. What does God tell Moses? Let me consume the people, but I will make you a great nation. But what was Moses' reply? Come to 30 seconds words. If you will forgive their sin, but if not, I pray, blot me out of your book which you have written. In other words, Moses the leader says, either forgive the people or forget me. And that is the same case with Joseph also. We all know how cruel leader this Pharaoh was. He was a hard taskmaster on the people of Israel. What did he tell them? I will not give you straw, but you should make bricks according to the quota that we have agreed upon. How unreasonable a leader can be, just look at that. But he made Joseph the secretary for collection and distribution of food grains. That is, during the seven years of plenty, Joseph was supposed to collect and gather as much grains as possible. And during the seven years of famine, he was in charge of distributing the grains to people who were suffering. And you know how Joseph behaved in this situation? He bought all the land from the Egyptians to Pharaoh. Having bought that, you know what he told the people. Come to book of Genesis 47th chapter. Look at the 24th words. It shall come to pass in the harvest that you shall give one-fifth to Pharaoh. Four-fifths shall be your own as seed for the field and for your food and for those of your families and as food for your little ones. Even though he was working as a leader under a very cruel, unreasonable leader, see his kindness. He says, one-fifth of the grains you have to give to Pharaoh. More fifths you keep it for yourself. The enough you give 20% to Pharaoh. 80% is for you. In other words, here in Joseph we see a character of a leader who would not exploit people. The next person is obviously David. You know a very unusual thing about David? 
From his childhood, he had the heart of a shepherd. Even when he was a young boy, he was taking care of the flocks. You know, one day a lion came. He snatched a lamb from the flock. And what did David do? He went after that lion, saved the lamb and killed that lion. The same thing he did with the bear also. Now I want to ask you a question. Suppose you have got hundred sheep. One lion has snatched away one lamb. Why do you take that risk of going and fighting with that lion? You may be killed. It sounds very foolish. But in David, there was a heart of a shepherd. That is why God made him the best king of Israel. See what God told David. Come with us to 2 Samuel and 7th chapter. Look at the 8th words. Now therefore thus shall you say to my servant David, Thus says the Lord of hosts, I took you from the sheepfold, from following the sheep, to be ruler over my people. A shepherd, a person with a shepherd's heart, became a ruler of God's people. David had many associates, and they all loved him very much. They were even willing to die for him. Why? David was willing to die for them. Come with us to 2 Samuel 5th chapter. The first words. David was in Hebron. And all the tribes of Israel came to him. What they told him. Indeed, we are your bone and your flesh. Oh, what a statement from people. Associates are telling the leader, we are your bone and we are your flesh. You know why? In David, they found and recognized the heart of a shepherd. The second words you find, they recognized that. The latter portion. God has told you, you shall shepherd my people Israel and be ruler over Israel. There is another striking incident in the life of David. Once he longed for the water from the well that was at the gate of Bethlehem. And he said, oh, who would give me that water? Read the story in 2 Samuel 23rd chapter. Immediately three mighty men, they said, we will go. And they were ready to cut across the enemy's territory and go and fetch that water. And they brought that water. David took that water in his hand. You know what the Bible says? He was not willing to drink that water. You know what he did? Poured it before the Lord. Why? This is the life of these three people. This is the bread of these people. Maybe I like that water. I should not ever exploit the obedience and sacrifice of my people. What a spirit, beloved. Do not exploit people. There is another example in the person of Nehemiah. 
Turn with us to the book of Nehemiah. And we'll read from the 14th and 15th verses of the 5th chapter. Here he is telling that he was a governor for 12 years in Judah. In the 15th words. Former governors who had been before me laid burdens on the people. How were they a burden to the people? They were demanding the portions of the governor from the people. But what did Nehemiah do? He says in the latter portion of the 15th words, But I did not do so because of the fear of God. Even the legitimate provisions that are due to a governor, I did not take because of the fear of God. Beloved, India has had many presidents. But only Abdul Kalam was called the people's president. Know why? He did not seek the office, but the office sought him. Here is the difference. Similarly, America has had many presidents. But the best and the most remembered one is Abraham Lincoln. You know what was his slogan? Government of the people, for the people, by the people. And he is the most popular president ever in the history of the United States. This is what made Alexander also to be so great. You know what was the secret? He shared his food with his men. And he called them by their first names. And he marched along with them in the heat to the battle. In other words, there was no exploitation whatsoever, but affection and friendliness. Now that's the truth Jesus wanted to teach during his lifetime. In the Jewish religion, there are so many laws and rules and regulations. And the religious leaders were exploiting the people in the name of those rules and regulations and laws. Jesus condemned it. You know what he said? Concerning all the laws and rules and regulations, he made a very interesting statement. Mark's Gospel, second chapter. Look at the 27th words. The Sabbath was made for man and not man for the Sabbath. In other words, man is not made for rules, but rules are made for man. You know, that understanding is very important. There is a difference between both those things. And we can make a statement like this. People are more important than systems and structures. During my active years of leadership in a missionary organization, I often used to say that the worker is more important than the work. Now that truth we should always maintain in all our relationships with people as leaders. Among the New Testament leaders, Apostle Paul perhaps stands tallest for this non-exploitative character. If you come with us to 1 Thessalonians 2nd chapter verses 7 and 8, 
You know, he said that we treated you as our children and we behaved as a nursing mother. And we literally poured our lives into yours. After three verses, that is in the same chapter and the 11th verse, you know what he said. We treated you like a father. We exhorted you. At the same time, we comforted you also. In other words, here the apostle testifies that we as leaders, we treated you as a mother or a father would treat their children. Here is a question. Will any mother or father exploit their children? They will only be interested in blessing them. Another statement in 2 Corinthians 1st chapter. You know, 2 Corinthians is perhaps the very personal letters of Paul in the New Testament. Look at the first chapter and 24th words. Not that we have dominion over your faith, but we are fellow workers for your joy. We are not exercising dominion over you, but we are helping you to live a happy life. Come to the seventh chapter. The second words. Open your hearts to us. We have wronged no one. We have corrupted no one. And we have defrauded no one. Come to the 13th chapter. Look at the 10th words. God has given us authority. That is not for destruction, but for edification. How many testimonies are there available in this apostle statement? Beloved, a leader is to build people and not break them. He is to quicken people, not quench them. He is to enable people and not exhaust them. He is supposed to teach them and not tease them. He is supposed to uphold them and not undermine them. Now what will be the result with such a leader? You know, Jesus was such a leader. Come with us to book of Matthew 12th chapter. Look at the 20th words. Bruce Reed, he will not break till he sends for justice to victory. What is the result? Verse 21, so beautiful. And in his name, Gentiles will trust. Leader is like that, people will trust that leader. Beloved, Paul had so much of respect for individuals. In Romans 16, a single chapter, he mentions 27 names. And in Colossians 4, he mentions 10 names. This is what Jesus meant when he said, I know my sheep and my sheep know me. In other words, our relationship with people should not be always too official. It should be friendly and it should be full of brotherly love. How not to lead? Do not exploit people. God bless you.